Hey guys, and welcome back to episode six of the Black Chat Podcast. Today, Devon and I are going to be discussing growing up in New York and how our mentalities basically shape how we move through our life. Yeah, specifically, uh, we could, I can start in Harlem um, because in my world, Harlem is New York. <laughs> Period. <laughs> um, so, you know, for those who don't know, Alexis and I went to the same school for the most part. Um, but we, we, we always went to school in Harlem. And uh, I feel like, especially on the, on the east side, East Harlem, we, we learned very quickly what the cold was and how, <laughs> how that meant. Like, that means like how we interacted outside with each other mm-hmm. and, all that, and all that good stuff. And what I, what I took from that is really like, one, you got to stay sharp. Yes. Um, I can't tell you how many people I've seen just get robbed out of nowhere mm-hmm. um, because they was doing something stupid. Um, well, not it, only that, remember the Biggie era? Or when people had the different color Biggies and people would come and yo, try to rob them? Yo, I had one. Or the Pels? I had one. And, you know, if my father, if you're listening, <laughs> you did me real grimy by getting me that burnt orange <laughs> Mermont. <laughs> <laughs> You did me so grimy because nobody had that color, and I was walking outside looking like a big ass orange, um, a full seventh grader with this jacket on, and and um, some kid definitely tried to snatch that from me. No, those chips were like timeless pieces. Like people were definitely on it. Not especially the sidekicks, the sidekicks oh and all God. that. Oh I my mean, God. what I what I'll say what I learned until this day. You know, we always wanted the sidekicks and all that, the blackberries. Mm-hmm. But my mother always told me and my father, don't take your phone out. Like, you know, be mindful of your surroundings. Yes. We know, we went to school basically in Wagner Projects. Mm-hmm. We had to do nothing but be mindful of our surroundings um, and where we were, what we were doing. Because a lot of times we didn't have not a care in the world and we was doing something we had no business doing, mm-hmm. doing outside. So I think that piece I still carry with me to this day. Like, you know, Handle your business, but, you know, be mindful of where you are. There's a time and place for everything, and you can't always do certain things in certain places. Absolutely. I think growing up in New York, I'm so grateful that I grew up in New York because my mentality, we have this hustle mentality. It's like we're yeah. more with it. Like, everything is very fast-paced, very fast-moving, but we're hustlers. Like, I can honestly say that we are not complacent, and you see it daily. You yeah. see it with people dancing on a train, people <laughs> selling fruit snacks. You know, it's always something in New York. And I'm so grateful for that because it's like you go other places and they don't have, they that. Don't have that. And not only that, it's not in them. I learned that in college. They would be like, why do you, why are you so factual? Like short, you're very short, you're very factual and you really talk with an attitude. And I was like, really? Like. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. I was like, well, you are also very slow and very mm-hmm. not factual. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the mentality here is like, we got something to do. We're going to do it. And if you're bullshitting me, you're, you're, you're annoying me at, at that point. And I think that that has our tone very, very straightforward and very nonsensical. For sure. I think another thing, too, that New York has taught me is to how to, I guess, handle my emotions better. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people... They are, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say it. A lot of people are sensitive. And mm-hmm. I think living in New York, you can't be sensitive 24-7. That's like, true. And it's a good and a bad thing. But the good thing about it is that 
we are raised to have tough, tough shelves and mm-hmm. we're raised to have this exterior like we can do whatever the hell we want and that's just that's just that like we have this mentality and i think that mentality can help carry us into anything whether that's it's true. starting our own business whether it's collaborating musically you know I've, anything. I've seen that firsthand working because i've had coworkers who cry in the office just mm-hmm. like at the desk and I feel like one thing that was etched into all of us is like you you might have your emotions you go handle that privately real quick mm-hmm. and you come back and pull it together mm-hmm. like there's no lacking in public places literally so <laughs> when I used to see people crying at work I'm like yo like not saying that you don't have a valid reason but like what are you doing like this is we this is New York like we, we here um, you handle that privately and come back but not everybody who came into the city after and didn't grow up here have that has that mentality a lot of them are like my emotions are very real. They're mm-hmm. very right now, and I need to take care of them. And we kind of push that to the side, which gives us the, the um, impression that we're cold and standoffish. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I also feel like like living in New York, there's just a certain aura that we carry. Like, it's just... <laughs> I'm a big up New York forever because I just feel like we're very lit. Like, it's pros and cons about living in New York. Like, I love New York. And New York will always be in my heart, but I can't honestly say that I'm gonna be here forever. No. That I, that. I, but it's gonna be in you forever. Oh, absolutely. You can't you can't get rid of it. I, absolutely. No matter how hard you try. Speaking of which, can we like switch topics, kinda, and like talk about these artists from New York? Yeah. Um, earlier we were talking about Six <laughs> Nine, oh, and I think clown. that's such a good topic to touch on because, first, let me just say. I personally do not support 6ix9ine. I don't like how disrespectful he is. I don't like how he speaks on things that he shouldn't discuss. But I don't either. What he does for me is he breaks every cold that like New York has, Harlem has grilled in us. Mm-hmm. And when he claims he comes from New York, cool, but like he not the, he's not following the cold. <laughs> like we have a cold with about us that doesn't need to be spoken. But we all kind of know it. Like, you mind your business, you handle your business, and you keep pushing. You take accountability for what you've done. Yes, you take accountability, which is something that he seemed to not do no. when all of this went down. So, okay. Well, I guess he did take accountability, but he threw everybody else under the bus with him. And that's not how we were raised. It was like, for example, in HBA, I might have been the person who got all of us detention because mm-hmm. I said something stupid and y'all all was laughing. But... If not everybody was caught, I'm taking that down by myself. Like, you know, yeah, that was me. Like, I, I did something clownish. Um, like, they all good. And we always did that. I mean, the teacher didn't always believe us. Mm-hmm. And they still kind of punished the group anyway. But we always tried to do that. And um, you, it's just like you, you, you handle your own thing. You don't have to throw people into your struggle with you. So here's my thing when it pertains to 6 9 And we were kind of talking about this earlier. But... He portrayed himself as being such a street dude, right? Mm-hmm. And I strongly feel like the, the, there's a reason for sidewalks. Yeah. Because not everybody is <laughs> meant for the streets. No, I know. And, and, that, and that's absolutely okay to not be for the streets. Like, there's, there's everything player in not being for the streets. Let's just clear that up. But my thing is, when you rap about doing certain things, when you talk like you do certain things, when you portray yourself as being gangster, how can you fold when you're faced with these type of consequences. Mm -hmm. But then, 
alternatively, you can say, well, hold on. Yeah, he d- he did all of that, but at the same time, what would you do in his shoes? <laughs> I mean, I hope none of my friends is planning on doing nothing criminal because I'm snitching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I'm snitching. Yeah, I'm Don't sorry. call me. <laughs> Don't call me. Don't try to include me. Don't include me in your alibi because I'm snitching. Um, and that's that's on God. <laughs> I I I'm snitching because I'm not made I'm not made for jail I'm mm-hmm. not made for the streets like uh, the way I carry myself I carry myself like a New Yorker but there's two types of New Yorkers like you <laughs> said there's the ones in the streets and one on sidewalk I'm very much a sidewalk type dude who understands the people in the street mm-hmm. um, I'm not built for that I will go to jail and you know <laughs> I would need prayer because I don't. Know. <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm just not that material. They will see. They will see me and say, "Oh, they sent us. They sent us. Mm-hmm. You know, something." But see, that's the thing. You don't portray yourself to be no. a street guy. But my my thing with 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 six nine is that he, okay, you portrayed yourself to be the street guy. You got these street guys trusting you as if mm-hmm. you're one of them. Mm-hmm. So it's not even that you claiming this false life, but you're a fraud. Exactly. And that's the one thing that New York tells you not to be, is mm-hmm. a fraud. That's why we have people who stay on the sidewalks. Um, because you're true to yourself. They don't expect everybody to be a, a, a hood guy or in the streets running crazy. But, like, I think there was a conversation saying, like, you know, you can't expect a guy on the sidewalk who's not in the street life to not snitch. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, they're not, because they're not built for that. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't built for that, he could have just said that. Mm-hmm. He could have just been on TV with his rainbow hair and all of that. But see, saying, that's not the image that he portrayed. Which no, it's is not. why many people, including myself, are looking at him like, wait, hold on. Like, we get that all of these unfortunate things happen to you. But let's be clear that everything that has happened to you was everything that you created. You put that's yourself in these situations because anybody that's not a street dude, again, wouldn't be wouldn't involved be in that situation in the first situations place. that would cause them to have to start snitching. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, y'all kidnap me. I'm, I'm snitching to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you kidnap me, um, I'm calling the feds. I'm not even calling one. I'm calling, I'm straight calling the feds. <laughs> no, for real. But, real. like, the problem also is that we found out he wasn't about that life and that he was a fraud. And then he came out acting like none of that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, wait a minute. We we know that you're not about this life, so it's irking that you're so portraying it. And that's funny because you said, like... And then that makes me think, like, are we too forgiving? Because, okay, we're living in, like... A 2020 began, like, this whole cancel culture thing. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is getting somebody canceled. I'm not against cancel culture, I'm to be honest. I'm absolutely not against cancel culture. Some people need to be canceled. Is, if you're going to stand on something, I'm going to need you to stand 10 toes on it. True. You can't cancel somebody for a month yeah. and then turn around and, you know, you're still following up with them, keeping up with them, things like that. Like, I don't feel, I don't fuck with that. Like, yeah. I am very, if I say something, I mean it and that's what I'm riding with. I think a part of that is that, especially as millennials, and I think he's millennial, um, yeah, growing up in, in Harlem and all of that, the one thing that we all sidewalk and street guys alike the one thing we all gather around is a clown mm-hmm. because we enjoy it mm-hmm. um and i think they canceled him because of his actions but the clown in him is still drawing them in because mm-hmm. it's something to watch it's entertaining mm-hmm. um 
But I think what we have to be mindful of is how powerful we are as as a culture. Mm-hmm. Because we might be tuning into him because he's a clown, you know, it might be funny, but that brings dollars his way. Mm-hmm. That brings That's a good point. That's that a brings good point. that brings attention to him. So we although we might like to laugh at him, we have to be mindful of that. Every time we go to that page and click and comment L O L or whatever the case is, that's another avenue to put money in his pocket to keep pushing mm-hmm. him forward. I'm just not jacking six times. No, I'm definitely not. Like I just feel like Casanova just went in and he holding shit down. Like he he Bobby's still in nothing. there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> he did yes for his friend. At that, like, you know what I'm saying? That's just, if you will be a street guy, be a street guy and live by that code. Like, there's just certain things that you should just be obeying by. And if not, don't proclaim yourself. On that same tip, let's talk about, like, you got future, right? All Mm -hmm. of these guys are thinking that they're future. They got all of these women and all that. And on the flip side, all of these women think they're Lori Harvey Mm -hmm. running around with a roster Mm -hmm. and all that, buy me this, pay for this, do it, da 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 that's not everybody's lane. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these guys out here portraying to be like that street guy with all of these girls, they, they're definitely not about that. And they have to really pump the brakes mm-hmm. because they head it in a 6 9 way in terms of portraying themselves as a fraud. That, I, see, I see what you did there. That's, that, that's definitely true. But I think that social media has highlighted that. Like mm-hmm. social media has almost made that acceptable to go online and log in as one person like people are fucking playing Hannah Montana out here like you are living to be one way but in actuality this is not you cause I know a lot of girls who go online oh if you're not buying me X, Y, and Z don't even come my way but like I could take you to Wendy's and you'll be thrilled um, not only that, <laughs> you'll be you thrilled just, for the sport for four you Stop just playing. don't have what you're expecting like I'm 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 totally understand why I come from New York, so I feel like New York women, our standards are automatically very high. Well, most of us. I'm not going to speak for all of us. But the collective, I feel like our standards are very high. We want nice shit. I agree with that. We want a lot of nice things. I get that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, ladies. Keep your standards high. Don't ever settle. Get whatever the hell you want. But at the same time, make sure that whatever you are asking for and whatever you are claiming that you require, you're able to give as well. Or, if you make sure what you're about to settle for is matching up with what you just asked for. Because you're asking for this, and you're settling for on the mother's couch still mm-hmm. um, selling drugs. So, uh, let's, let's be mindful of that. <laughs> there, <laughs> I just, there's just so, much, so many things in New York. Like, the, the way we, we carry ourselves. And, I, you know, go to college. And people say, oh, you have this accent and all of that. But quite honestly, I wouldn't trade it. I, I, I don't know what my accent sounds like being from New York, but I, I would imagine it sounds pretty lit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely would say overall, being in New York has its perks and it has its cons. But I think the goal should always be to broaden your horizon. Like, there's so mm-hmm. many people that never leave New York. You yeah, know? That, that's and, a good and point. it's really important to... Love where you come from, whether you come from New York or whether you come from fucking Virginia, Atlanta, wherever you come from, it's okay to love where you come from, but understand that there's more to life than what you're exposed to. I know some people that have never been out the state because all they have been exposed to is New York. And it's just like, 
bro, there's so much out here. Like, mm-hmm. leaving the city will show you that you constantly want to travel and potentially start a life True. outside this city. And True. there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I think a well, it's funny because I think that part of being from New York is like you, it's ingrained in that you want to travel and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think that the the personality and the culture of New York is so powerful that it could definitely keep somebody here mm-hmm. um, for years and decades. And take take the good pieces of that, you know, the hustle mentality, the um, you know, a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep it, don't change it, but, you know, go somewhere else and learn something new, pick up something new. Um, Because while New York is great, you know, it is a bubble. And you don't experience that until you leave and you meet people. It's like, whoa, the culture here is not the same. Y'all lay back, um, don't care how y'all look. um, (laughs) And you you look like a sore thumb. You're like, you're out of place. Because when I first went to college, I grew up thinking that the fits is everything, you know, Walk out the house looking your best every time you step out, even if you just go into the store. I get to college and I have the same thing. They look at me like, "Why is this kid? You know, we all in sweatpants and, and flip flops. What are you like?" And you stick out, so you have to, you know, you gotta, you gotta leave a little bit to kind of get another sense of a culture. Yeah, to sure. kind of come back and, and alter what you have here. I th- I agree, and I definitely think that it's so easy to get complacent when you're accustomed to one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to just travel, like, and invest in that, you know, invest in seeing different things, invest in doing new things. And let's say you just don't, you're not the traveling type, at least explore different shit within the city because there's more than your block on 111th Street. Well, I'm not going to hold you. I'm a little biased because um, I don't explore outside of Manhattan. Um, no, that's what, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> when I said explore, I heavily met Manhattan. Um, heavily. Brooklyn is really a trap for me, um, and I don't really vibe with the culture there. And let me be clear, and I'm speaking for myself now, Alexis here. But when I say New York culture, I do not mean the Brooklyn Queens. That don't count. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I actually like some parts of Queens. I mean, like Staten Island and certain parts of Brooklyn. Like. For sure. For me, though, I'm so sorry, but y'all don't count. Y'all have your own subculture within the New York culture, and that's great, but um, that's not what I'm referring to. But um, even traveling outside of the, the main, you know, Manhattan, it, it, is, it is something that you can mm-hmm. pick up because the vibe in Brooklyn is way different than it is in, in um, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Same as Staten Island and Long Island, although I think one of them is not a borough. Long Island's not a borough. Yeah. I was actually talking about traveling within Manhattan, though, because Manhattan has so many opportunities. That's like people, people don't understand. I guess sometimes I walk on streets just to clear this up. We say we're from Harlem, and that's because we just consider Harlem being a whole New York. But we live in the borough of Manhattan. For those of you that do not know, like quick context, because some people think that Harlem is a borough. It Although be. we would like to <laughs> consider it such, we live in the borough of Manhattan. So, that being said, there's some times where, like, I'm walking downtown and I see streets that I've just never been. And I'm just like, oh, shit, like, this is so lit. And I feel like if so many people, if you don't want to travel, if you just took the opportunity, maybe every other Saturday or every other Sunday, to just go and do something different. I promise you that that will literally change just how you look at even New York. 
Yeah, I mean, New York is a culture. I think that's one of the main draws uh, around the world and that people come here is because we're very cultured um, and we're very open to new, to new cultures and, and exploring those. Mm-hmm. So by nature, we have to kind of be a little, a little curious and, and a little open and accepting to, to learning up new things and kind of picking new habits because downtown is a, a vast place. Um, mm-hmm. It's not just Soho. And you get so much opportunity. You get so much. Even if you go online, like, they have um, food week. They have fashion week. They have all types of shit. Like- Let me tell you. I just came from the Museum of Natural History, and I'm I'm 27, and I, I still get excited when I see that big yeah. ass well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, go to the Met. Go to mm-hmm. all of these museums. Like, I don't know if y'all know this, but... If you live in New York or even Jersey or Connecticut, you could pay suggested admission. If you want to give them a quarter, yes, you could go in and do that. But like, go there, pick up on that, relearn some things, and um, reintroduce yourself to some things because the Museum of Natural History hasn't changed since I was mm-hmm. in the first grade. Mm-hmm. But I still go there and end up finding something new. To, it's so to look amazing! At. It's so amazing. And even the Met, the Met is huge. So. Mm-hmm. Part of being a New Yorker, part of that vibe is naturally being a little curious, wanting to learn new new things in different cultures. But um, I'm more, I'm more interested to talk about Harlem. What other things do you um, has Harlem taught you that you carry with you? Um, to me, it's taught me to mind my business. <laughs> that it taught me that we don't tie our tims in the winter time. Yo, yes, let me, hold on. Tangent. I know some people be fucking tying their oh tims so tight they can't fucking when I, when I went to college, you know, all the people, I went to OCC first. So everybody from the city who came there, we bought Tims with us and all of that. And, you know, you started seeing other cultures pick up on that. They now wear Tims and Air Force Ones. Cool. But let me let me tell y'all, because there's, there's levels to this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes, <laughs> when you have Tims on, Please don't tie every every everything. Yeah, like y'all really choking y'all feet, and I yeah. don't like that. And please don't wear white socks <laughs> with the Tims when you know the top leather is dark brown or black. Like <laughs> the, the Air Force One, stop creasing them. <laughs> when they get dirty, throw them out. Throw them they out. are replaceable. Air Force Ones, you should be getting a new pair every summer. That's law. That is it. Definitely law. is. Like, throw them out. Law. It will never look cool to wear them damn sneakers all beat up. It's not, <laughs> get some Converse. <laughs> yeah, you can do that with Converse. Not those sneakers. Definitely. But but I will say the most important thing that I, I've picked up from Harlem is money and business. I see a lot of those videos on the train where somebody's harassing somebody on the train or whatever the case is. And the number one comment is always, all those people just sitting there not helping or not doing anything. And... While that is a very valid point, and I do think as that New Yorkers... That is a very valid point. I think that as New Yorkers, we do have to get in the habit of looking out for each other mm-hmm. in those times because this is a scary new time that we're in, and a lot of shit is happening. So we do have to get out of that, but it's just engraved in us that it's like, mind your business, so that happen, you, it's, it's going to be you too. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's not life or death, we will most definitely probably mind our business. But I think as someone who has been in situations on the subway... Mm-hmm. I think that we should look out for people. We have to. Like, I mean, because you just never know if you're in that position and you're going to wish yeah. that someone looked at you and even noticed you and was like, you know what? I want to help, help I them. I agree. You know, so I, think I think we have to do that because we do have to look out for each other. I mean, it is us at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. One um, thing I would say, too, not to cut you off, that Harlem has told me was about how important, like, 
the community is because yeah. now that everything is being gentrified, yeah, it's that's a super good point. Sad. Like it's super sad. Like I'm watching things about like the Apollo Theater on the West Side just changed drastically. We've got a fucking Whole Foods now that was not there all of these years. It's just they're building so many new buildings and I'm this just building like, wow. right here. Yeah. <laughs> I come on the east side and it's like a whole new thing. But that is a good point because one thing growing up I did not think that a part of the culture of New York was giving back to the community and kind of, you know, replenishing it. Mm. Or even caring about what's going on in it. And now it's just such a shock. Like mm-hmm. it's such a change and we have to preserve that culture like you know yeah we talk about the new york culture but there's also a subculture in harlem that's very important like so important and we have to preserve that but part of that is like i said we have to look out for each other Mm -hmm. we have to make this more of a community because again we all mind our business if it's not me then i'm i didn't see anything you can't ask me a question but that is a good point we definitely need to do that more and i I would love to see that people though like things happen it was so passive. Like, well, your parent, the first thing your parents tell you when you go to school by yourself for the first time, mind your business. Mm-hmm. If, if they're not talking to you, then it's not you. And that's a, that's a little bit of a coping mechanism, I mm-hmm. think. Like, you know, that's a fair. Our parents had, like, I don't want anything to happen to my kids, so just mind your business. But it's super bad because but that, other, that transfers. You, if you look at other cultures and how they do They things, don't act like that. Like, um, white people. I'm going to say it. <laughs> White people are quick to call the fucking police. They're quick mm-hmm. to complain. They're quick to do a lot of shit. And although it's like, yo, why are you doing that? There's a lot of things that black people should be complaining about. Yeah, a lot of cultures, they look out for, the, for each other. I think, I think honestly... Jewish people. Yeah. And you go to Brooklyn and they I have think, a whole community. I think one of the worst problems that we have, uh, especially in Harlem, is that we don't look out for one another. We rather try to compete with each other and mm. do better and not care about what happens to the next person. It's like, at the end of the day, if half this this community is doing bad, then what good are we as a whole? Mm -hmm. Um, If all we want to do is fight and kill each other, how is that helpful? Like, in order for us to really lift ourselves up and become, you know, the greatness that we are, we have to switch that mentality. Absolutely. And we have to kind of get out of that that program and stuff of, like, you know, it's it's you before it's anybody else. It's really us Mm. before it's anybody else. True shit, true shit. Well, yeah, that's our. That's pretty much our our rant on why New York is the best city. Yeah, um, I think we just went off. The best. So listen, if if whatever you didn't take anything from this podcast, you need to take what Devon just said, and is that Harlem is basically the best, and yeah. we're like the superior ones. I know, so and like we're this. definitely on the up. I know. I, I will say. I, I will say that. More than ever, I have seen Harlem come together more often, mm-hmm. especially around the uh, Black Lives yeah, Matter thing. Yes. Like, I think more than before, I feel safer in Harlem. When I was younger, I didn't always feel safe in Harlem mm-hmm. because you never knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. We had that fear from my parents, but now there is that sense of community coming in, and with it being gentrified, you know, we we we're feeling it a little bit more. Yeah. Well, sure. yeah, and if you ever happen to come to Harlem, please remember what we said: do not tie your Tims all the way and choke your feet. <laughs> Um, Let's let them breathe. It's okay for them to be a little open and loose. That's how y'all be creasing that shit. No, for real. But but thank y'all for joining. If yes. you have any anecdotes or fun stories about Harlem, right? Train stories. Any you know, throwback trends with the back dimples, the true religion jeans, the polo boots, anything to no, bring not up the polo boots. <laughs> Throw them out. Oh my god, the solos. Anything that's nostalgic, <laughs> hit us up, 
write us, message us, let us know. If you're from the Bronx or any other borough, don't come in here and know this shit. <laughs> you know what? How about you tell us what makes your borough special? What, yeah, what kind of oh, what kind of what kind of culture do y'all have that maybe we should we should adapt? Um, I can't say we're gonna rock with it, but you know, I would honestly love to hear. You know what makes your borough special? What what lessons have you guys learned from you know Brooklyn, the Bronx? I don't know. Y'all be wilding up there, so I, maybe keep your advice to a minimum. Keep your advice to a minimum. Um, but um, you know. All jokes aside, we, we love to hear how you guys are, um, you know, what lessons you're getting from your community. Absolutely. And stay tuned for episode seven coming at you soon. Coming soon. Bye. <laughs>